With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's Chuck and Stacy from VO Buzz Weekly. And you are listening to Geek, 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 Geek. One more. One more. Hey, everybody. It's Chuck and Stacy from VO Buzz Weekly. That's right. And you're listening to GeekCast Radio Network every day because they rock. Woo. Michael, is that you? <sighs> yeah, it's me, buddy. He can't hear you. Oh, okay. Tell him um, I'm fine and I'm looking forward to uh, working with him. Me too, bro. Sick bay ain't my style. I'm the Night Industries 2000. Sure enough. Ready to ramble. Ready to roll. Ready to strut my stuff. <laughs> does, does he always talk like that? No, absolutely not. Does he always talk like that? No. He's just picked up a few colloquialisms during his reprogramming. I'm working on it. Speaking of working... Oh, yeah. Look, uh, let's get out of here and get a cup of coffee on. Strut my stuff. <laughs> Cliffjumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Toycast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to Toycast, this is episode 152, I am of course TFJ and Mike, joining me as always is Josh the Floorburger, hello sir, how are you? I couldn't complain, every day is a treat. <laughs> Well, you could, but it wouldn't get you anywhere. I've been complaining all my life, and it, it doesn't get you anywhere. But tonight, we are celebrating sort of a little bit early. Uh, September 26, 1982. September 26, 2022. 40th anniversary of Knight Rider. First of all, folks, before you finish listening to this episode of this podcast, head on over to Beyond the Night which is the Knight Rider podcast my buddy Dion and I did from 2012 to 2014, where we reviewed every single episode of the classic series, the 1991 reunion film, uh, Team Knight Rider from the 90s, uh, 
we did not do Knight Rider 2010 because Knight Rider 2010 is not in continuity. And then we did do the 2008 uh, reboot, not reboot, continuation series. So head on over there. But tonight, Josh and I are going to be talking about Knight Rider toys. Noise. So, I guess, I think we said this in the last episode, but you found the Night 2000 voice car at some function for like $4, you bastard. So, let me ask you this. Uh Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. Yes? I could retell that story. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Or should I reiterate some of my history with Knight Rider. That well, you will, can do both. That will anger you. I mean... <laughs> oh, I, I, really? You're going you're gonna to try to one-up me on Knight Rider? I have autographed pictures of David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff held my hand in 1986. No, no, no. And, so- and, and while I, <laughs> I found that very endearing, <laughs> and, and I, I find that... Your contact with him as a child had to be very important for you. Oh, yeah. So the truth is, Mm -hmm. I have one, two, three, four, five, technically, Michael Knight action figures. I have five. Okay. Four. He's a little obsessed, folks. Four are the 1983 Kenner... Knight Rider figures. One is the more recent reaction. I don't know if that's Super 7 or Funko, but the reaction. And that's, yeah, the reaction is Super 7. So I have five figures. I'm, I, I'm going through the count again in my head. I Wait, one. I, I, okay, I might be missing one. I don't know where it, This is really good. Po- I always say this whenever I get stuck somewhere. This is great podcasting. Where'd it go? He's lost his ever-living mind, folks. At a point. <laughs> this is gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> oh, God. I am looking at this. Wait, what? Hold on. Pause. Okay, okay. Pause. Fine. Goodbye, pal. Michael, I may not be flesh and blood, but I am a friend. And I wish you happiness. But I still don't understand. In a way, neither do I. Fine. Yo, Michael. You're not getting away that easy. You got a goodbye party to go to. No thanks, R.C. I already said my goodbyes. Hey, man. I haven't known you that long, but everything I've seen and heard about you tells me you're not the kind of guy to take the easy way out. Now, Bonnie and Devin, they've been the hell and back with you, man. They want to say goodbye. Look, hey, if I have to throw a flying tackle, you're not leaving them cold. You're still hurting, man. I may even be able to take you. $20? Are you kidding me? It doesn't even look like him. This is ridiculous. I, what? Who the hell drew that? 
Oh my god. I understand. Ready to receive data. Commence transmission. Okay, this is actually kind of driving me nuts. I can't find... I know I have one downstairs, one here. Uh-huh. I have one in the car. Okay. Another one up here. Well, it's okay. It, it's fine. Boy, what a day. It's not over yet, lady. Who did that? I did. And unless you wanted me to similar fate, madam, I suggest you keep your ample derriere off my hood. Watch your language, young man, or I'll report you to the principal. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. I, I just will obsess about it later. So you have... Five different Michael Knight action figures, four of which you know where they are, one you don't know where it is currently. I, he, cor- correct. I, I, I'm missing okay. one. I, I actually am a little concerned to where it wound up, but we'll find it. It'll, it's, it's around yeah. here somewhere. Yeah, eventually. And I am on, I believe, super, yeah, I'm on Super 7's website looking at the Michael Knight reaction figure. They got the hair right, they got the jacket right, they got the shirt and the pants right, but holy fucking hell, does that not look like David's face? And who the hell drew the damn chest hair on him? Because it looks like a bunch of ants are crawling right below his throat. So small correction, I actually have six. If I Okay. Find, if I can find <laughs> that last one, wherever it may be. <laughs> so the okay. next one is a mini mate version. Okay, I have the mini yep. mate car and the figure. I think that was sent to me by someone in the Toy World Order group, and I really feel bad. I don't remember who it was, but it was a very appropriate, fantastic gift. So if you're listening, thank you. If you're not listening, you should be listening. Yes, yes, you should. And I hope you hear this. So, anyways, so. Yes, so I have a couple of figures. The first figure I got was when I was traveling down to southern Illinois, stopped at a flea market. A guy was selling a box of toys that when I looked through it, he didn't really seem to know what he had. He knew they were older toys. He probably saw one of the leg stamps or something like that, which most uninformed sellers of toys, that's what they look for, because that's the easiest thing to find out if they have anything of value is the age. So by mm-hmm. identifying 1983, it's older. Now, if they know anything about toy companies, Kenner is usually one that in the early 80s was something of value. So that's where that comes from. Anyways, looking through, I didn't buy the box because of Michael Knight. I saw him, didn't know what the figure was at first. It was because I saw that there were a couple of Masters of the Universe figures and accessories and pieces that were quite valuable. Mm-hmm. So I looked up at the guy. I said, I'd like to take the whole box. What would you do on it? And he said, 50. And I had 50 bucks on me. So I said, mm-hmm. cool, let's go for it. I was giddy with excitement. My buddy Mark was a little unsure about that price because I, I didn't even try to haggle it. But when I ended up selling a lot of the stuff out of that box and making really, really good money off of it, it all, it all worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. So... When I was looking through the box, I I think he had stopped to get a haircut. He was coming up from Florida for the first time in a little over a year, and he wanted to get a haircut from the person who cut his hair previously, which was a nice little vacation stop for him. So while he was doing that, I was in the parking lot going through a bin of toys in this public parking lot. (laughs) 
just <laughs> just spreading it all over an empty spot, which I got a couple weird looks, but whatever. And so I found the Michael Knight figure, and I'm looking at it. And if you've ever seen it, it it's a pretty nondescript, basic civilian-looking figure. Blue mm-hmm. jeans, brown shoes, black jacket, red turtleneck. And on the belt is basically just a K. That's all, all that's on the belt buckle is a K. So I was looking at it, and I was thinking to myself, okay, so who is this? Who is this guy? Who could this be? It's a very similar design to that era Star Wars toy, a, a Kenner mm-hmm. Star Wars toy. So it's got the five points of articulation. It's a very similar style, but it's a larger scale. It's between like a five and six inch scale. I was trying to figure mm-hmm. it out, and I looked up Knight Rider figure, and I found it, and I was so excited. And I can't remember the initial interaction that I had when I first started posting pictures of it in the Toy World Order group, but I remember having a small interaction with uh, Dave Draper, where in our bantering back and forth, he finally called me Floor Burger because of the posters I was, I was, or not the posters, the pictures I was posting, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And in posting those pictures of David Hasselhoff, for some reason, I thought it was funny to put him on a turntable, a kitchen turntable, or Lazy Susan, whatever you want to call it. Oh, right, yeah. And I put him on the Lazy Susan of, on a kitchen table at my sister-in-law's house and spun him around it while I was playing on another phone right round, maybe right round. And I just thought Stop it was... Stop it. I just thought it was really funny. Right, right. So... I started posting stuff like that and posting pictures of David Hasselhoff getting drunk and stuff because he had that very unfortunate video that was put out of him yep. inebriated and eating a burger on the floor, hence where the floor burger name came from. And I, I, I owned it and I loved it. And so as time went on, I really enjoyed the figure. It started traveling with me. I started really having a ton of fun with it. So Eventually, I don't know if I found another or my mom bought me one as a gift. I know I found one for Doss that he got. I think I found one for Draper or I found the... I think it may have been the Baywatch David Hasselhoff figure for Draper. I gave it to him as a joke. Okay. So it just kind of became a thing. and, and, And the figure started traveling with me. So then I actually ended up... Because I had a second one, that meant that I kind of had a stunt double that I could take around with me. So I wasn't as concerned if I possibly lost it or something. It went to Disney World with me. It went to Punta Cana. It went to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody offering me the Night 2000. And I don't know if it was the same Night 2000 that eventually Duvall got or not, but it was mm-hmm. the Night 2000 missing the passenger side door. And the price was high, but it was good for the time. It was more than I'd be willing to pay on something that I had never... And this is why you're going to be mad at me. <laughs> this is not not that I have this car, not that I have the toys. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of Knight Rider in any form, shape, or form. Never. Okay, so we are recording this on a Thursday night, right? Wednesday. Today's Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Yeah. After we finish this, we I, I am sure yes. I, I, I yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna watch an episode of Night Rider tonight. Sure. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick one of the best ones and you're gonna watch it and you're gonna love it. 
when I'm not working on the certification for my new side hustle. Yes, I'll watch it. <laughs> and, and so I've never seen it. And I'll admit, I'm actually very interested in, in watching it now because I realized there's a couple of mask vehicles from Kenner that seem to take certain elements from that and incorporate it into their vehicles. There's two or three that I'm thinking of, or maybe it's just that sports car design from that early eighties era. It's, it's the, it's the, not, but it's the Pontiac type design, like Matt, Matt tracker's car that Matt tracker's car is essentially a, it's not a copy, but it's an homage to like the Trans Am, which was kit. And then obviously you have the gold wing doors, which is the DeLorean, and, and and all of that. Yeah, so. and then there's two other vehicles, I just don't know the names of them, that use that same sort of body style for their figures. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very iconic vehicle, but there was a point where I pretty much decided that I wasn't going to spend that much money on an incomplete, video, uh, uh, incomplete vehicle. Mm-hmm. I just could not own such an iconic vehicle with a door that when I did a little research would be very hard to find. Yeah. And it's not easy to find the door. Probably impossible to no. find the spoiler, but not easy to find the door. Yeah. So I gave up on trying to find the car, and I started trying to find replacement cars that I thought would be funnier for David Hasselhoff or Michael Knight to drive. Mm-hmm. And I decided that instead of the car, are you familiar with VR Troopers? Oh, Yes. So there's one character from VR Troopers in his armored form. He's black, red, and silver. And Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, he looks like he could be the robot version of Kit. And I'll try to send you a picture in a moment. Mm -hmm. And so I took a Sharpie and sloppily wrote Kit 2.0 on his chest. Mm -hmm. And he became essentially Michael Knight's butler because michael knight in my toy cannon develops a bit of a drinking problem he's mischievous he causes a lot of problems and he likes to drive a lot so he needs a robot butler to make sure he's okay Mm -hmm. and that's my that's my toy cannon and so michael knight started driving the gold cadillac from last action hero (laughs) and he fits extremely well in it and it's very fitting he also fits in the ecto-1 he also has ridden in the turtle van. He just sort of shops around vehicles that he fits in. The mm-hmm. Batmobile, anything anything really that he fits in and can drive. And so I gave up, and I was very, very comfortable with not finding the car. Every time I saw the car, it was way beyond anything I could ever justify buying. And I had no yeah. way, between you and me, and everybody listening, I guess, then too, <laughs> Between you and me and all of our listeners, I had zero interest in ever buying it. I gave up on it. It, it would be like mm-hmm. trying to find a diamond in my toilet. You just know it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Because when you were telling me about this, I, I know you're going to continue the story, but when you're telling me about this, I'm like, ooh, I'm just curious. What does the 1983 Kenner Knight Rider voice car go for? I saw prices anywhere from two hundred and fifty to over six hundred dollars, depending on quality and well, right. depending on quality. If it worked, it, it, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that is still, yeah, over two hundred dollars is way too, like, yeah, no, go ahead, yeah. So what it comes down to was 
I it's sort of that old philosophy. When you stop looking for something, when you stop wanting it, mm-hmm. when you just say, okay, I'm at peace with the world with this desire, right? It's not a desire anymore. I feel like sometimes karmically you get it. And I, I, to save people the trouble of listening to the three hour recollection of <laughs> when Das visited, I, I encourage people to listen to me ramble and say, the following phrases several times. Um, you know, I mean, and like, and I have to admit, though I, I feel feel like those are the things I'm trying to scrub out of my vocabulary. I have to admit that I was there you completely go. You used it. Uh, well, yes, but I have to admit I was completely lazy. Normally, I'm not lazy on editing. I was completely lackadaisical lazy on the editing of the previous episode of this podcast. And anyone who listens to that, uh, is it three? It's not three. It's two hours. Don't don't sit there and lie to people. Well, it's two. I got that down to two hours. And you did great. And I, I'm not. This is not. This is not <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know it's not. Yeah. But. So, so when Das came up to visit, we went to the Volo Antique Mall, which, as you and I have both stated, I live in Gurney, you used to live in mm-hmm. Gurney. It's about 30 minutes straight west of Gurney. Yeah. Now, for our geography curious friends, Gurney is about 15 minutes south of the Wisconsin border, mm-hmm. northeast side of Illinois, Yeah. maybe about... 10, 15 minutes west of the lake. So hopefully that kind of gives people an idea. Not that it makes Basically, sense. if you look at, at the state of Illinois, folks, and you center on Chicago, Gurney is about 50 minutes north of Chicago. That's the easiest yes. way people can. Yeah, and I'm very much not a Chicago boy. It's, it's funny because it's okay. when I worked in Chicago, basically I worked in Chicago, I used to get made fun of for being a suburban boy when I was in the suburbs because I grew up next to a farm with sheep and goats and horses. People are like, oh, in the suburbs, they were calling me a country boy. I couldn't win. I was too country for the suburbs, too suburbs for the city. Where where do I go? I don't know. But anyways. Yeah. So we go out to the Volo Antique Mall, which is a very well-known antique mall, but also it's, it's known because it has the... Volo Auto Museum. It's got the Jurassic Gardens, which under the advice of our attorneys, we've never heard of a franchise called Jurassic Park. And (laughs) they have rescued showbiz pizza place audio animatronics that are pretty functional and they run them pretty regularly and they serve halfway. I I wouldn't even call it decent pizza. They serve something that we could all (laughs) define as pizza in in loose terms only. So... Mm -hmm. In uh, in one of the buildings, and two or three of the buildings are linked together, and they're very large buildings. In one of the buildings, it's more of a concentration of collectibles. It's more of a concentration of toys and kitschy stuff. There's still your typical antiques, but for the most part, it's a lot of Hot Wheels toys, primarily some sports stuff, but there's a lot of toys in there. And and a lot of the toys are very overpriced and some are fairly priced. Some are terribly, terribly priced. There's 
a toy line that Duvall collected. And Duvall, if you're listening, I'm not making fun of you on this in the least. But it was a bunch of ninja kangaroos or something. I'm looking Warriors of Virtue. It was, it was Warrior of Vir- Warriors of Virtue figures, which I'm not saying whether or not they're good or bad. I, I don't have them in front of me to really say anything about it. But there was one booth that has had them there since I first first started going, maybe five years ago, six years ago. Okay. They have had old, dirty Warriors of Virtue figures sitting in these little bins for that length of time, trying to sell them for eight, nine, ten bucks a piece. Nobody has bought them yet. They don't want to even change the price. I don't even think they want to look at it. Like most times you find those in dig bins for two bucks a piece. But somebody yeah. thinks they're going to put their kids through college on Warriors of Virtue. Good for them. Go for it. I'm happy for you. However, <laughs> however, we're walking around. I'm finding some cool stuff. I'm, I have my arms filled with several items that I'm deciding between. I feel like I'm a toddler at Toys R Us and I've got 20 bucks to spend and 80 bucks worth of toys in my arms. <laughs> and we make a, almost a full loop. We stop into one booth. We stop into one smaller booth. And I'm at this point kind of just already resigned that we're not going to find anything. And Das is mm-hmm. looking down. And I wish I had this on video. Again, mm-hmm. one of my greatest regrets because I, I enjoyed being present in the moment, not recording everything. But right, not yeah. recording I lost so much good footage that we could have had to make something out of. Yeah. So he, it was something along the lines of he bends down and he's like, Hey, uh, uh, Josh, uh, there's a night 2000 here. Takes a couple seconds to process. I look down, there's the car. I, I, I believe when I reviewed the podcast recently, I had mentioned to Doss that I was worried that I couldn't remember if when I bent over to pick it up, I elbowed him square in the head and apparently I didn't. He said I he said I didn't. So I pick it up and I see Michael Knight sitting in there and I couldn't believe what I found. I, I couldn't believe what it was. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking I'm looking at a toy that's got to be $50 or more. But even as I'm kind of holding it, looking at it, examining the body of it, I'm thinking even for 50 bucks, guessing 50, 60 bucks, this is still a good buy. Now, service out there on my phone has always been awful. So trying to get on eBay to do it. So I'm, I'm already going three, four, five steps ahead of, okay, I need to look this up. I need to see what it's going for. You see if this is a good deal. I'm excited because this is the first time I've actually held one in my hands. I've seen them at toy shows for $125, $150, $300, dollars $400 if it's in the box, stuff like that. So we're looking for a price tag. And a lot of the price tags at this show are up those little tiny paper tags that are tied on a string that you loop around and you hang them off of an item. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. That's where a lot of that is. So I'm looking for it and I'm looking for that trademark dangle of it. I don't see it. I flip over the toy. I don't see a price tag and they won't sell something if it doesn't have a price tag. And I start freaking out momentarily I move my hand and there's the price tag. And I had to message you almost as soon as this happened I had a message to Duvall and everybody else I knew. I look, 
bottom. David Hasselhoff is riding in the, the driver's seat of the car the whole time, not even moving. He's totally set. And I see, and I still can't believe it. And I don't know if you put the picture in the, in the show notes of the weekend. No, I didn't put any of the pictures in. I, I need to go back and do that. And it says, Volo Malls number 726, the booth number. Inventory mm-hmm. number, night 2000. Description, toy car, $4. Four dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. Twenty dollars. I would have been ecstatic over fifty dollars. Yeah. I would have felt was a good good deal. Seventy dollars. Yeah. I probably would have been tempted, but I think that would have probably put me in a position where it was a hot no. Yeah. You know. But. Well, four- and again, like like we said, with with you getting it for four dollars, you got the figure, you got the car. But the voice box doesn't work. So I've been reading into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I even reached out to Duvall. I think he's familiar with it. Uh, he kind of gave me a couple of, uh, of tips of what to do. We were potentially going to see each other mid-September. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but we were potentially... It's coming out as soon as I edit it, so it's going to be out before September. So we had briefly talked about getting together mid-September. We're not going to be able to anymore. I won't be driving down. It's actually for when Pixel Dan faces Matt Cardona in Springfield, (laughs) which is going to be an amazing match. But my my mom is coming in to visit for the first time since she moved to Florida almost a year and a half ago, two years ago. Okay. So I, I... There will be other matches that will be as fun. Yeah. But, you know, I I want to see my mom. Um, So... I can get it fixed. I'm not worried about it working because the quality of the voice box is junk. And even if I can get it to work, it's not going to be that good. So it's okay. But having this piece, I'm looking around my toy room right now, glancing around. There's only one or two other pieces that I can say that are as fantastic of a find as this. But this is number one. This has... In the years I've been collecting, including when I was a kid, getting toys when I was a kid. Yep. This is number one in terms of not only a miraculous find, but the price is legendary. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, look, I, so I have a weird history with the Night 2000 voice car. I think I, I know I've mentioned this. To, I've told this story to you. I don't know if I've told this on air, but did you ever have an elementary school like rival, like the one kid that you just don't like because they may have done the stupidest thing or like, you know, I always equate it to the fact that, uh, Say what you will about the man, he is a monster, but when Bill Cosby did his Bill Cosby himself in 1969, he tells the story about him and Junior Barnes. And Junior Barnes basically, you know, threw an ice ball down his, you know, down his shirt, down his pants, you know, to get gunk and ice or whatever. He wanted to get revenge on this Junior Barnes, and he had this perfectly, you know, formed snowball, put it in the freezer waited until summer. His mother had thrown the the snowball away, so he just went outside and spit on him. So 
basically, if anyone has ever had a rival in elementary school, like the the one kid, the one guy you just don't get along with. So, can I can I tell my I, I do have one. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I will not name him. I do well. So I had several, but I, there's always one that's always going to come to mind. I won't. I won't give his name. We'll call him Bobby. There you go. So when I was, I think, in fourth grade with another friend, we formed a secret Power Rangers group. So we would not Wait, share. You were in fourth grade. Yeah. How young are you? You're what? The, that was ninety four. Uh, it was probably ninety four. Ninety three, ninety four. My God! Oh, that's right. You were born in ninety one, weren't you? Eighty four, but that's close enough. Wait a second. If you were born in eighty four, there is no way that you. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So I was at, so fourth grade might have been a little bit later in in age for kids who typically would like something like Power Rangers. We've discovered a little late, but we loved it. I loved Power Rangers from fourth grade all the way through. I probably stopped watching closer to eighth grade because it was on a lot, so you couldn't miss it. But we we formed a secret Power Rangers group. Okay. So we would wear our chosen Power Rangers color to work. Not work, excuse me, school. He, uh, My friend, his name was, I'll call him Matt. It's not his real name, but his name was Matt chose the red ranger so he always wore red i chose the green ranger i always wore green we had little mm-hmm. cardboard morphers that he made and he was very good at making these little cardboard morphers that we could fit in our waistbands and keep them hidden there that was our secret like membership badge right and nobody and that was like the double cool part of it was that we were keeping it secret from everybody in fourth grade but it was also like in the show where we're keeping that secret identity. So it, it, it sort of really made it feel very real. It was a lot of fun. So Matt had this friend, Bobby, mm-hmm. who I, I would unfortunately give away part of his identity if I explained some of the other reasons why he was jealous. But let's just say he had a closer relation to the green ranger than he felt that i did okay and for a very superficial reason felt he deserved to be the green ranger and not the blue ranger right yeah and so he was very mad at me so he would always try to turn bobby or he would always try to turn matt against me and he always tried to say he should be the the green ranger and i was terrible and he did some pretty bad stuff to me and he was always my rival for years until we ended up kind of going our separate ways when we got to the next building in middle school. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So 1985, I was in kindergarten, 86. I was in first grade, 87. I was in four. So basically from 85 to 92 was, was kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay. All throughout Kindergarten through sixth grade, there was this kid. I don't care. I've never, never heard from him again. So I'm going to say his name because I don't know. Brian Reed. Uh, Brian with an I. Brian, you suck. So it's, 
<laughs> so at least it's spelled correctly, because Brian is supposed to be spelled with an I, not a Y. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Brian Reed was my ultimate rival in elementary school because of one simple factor. All as I wanted to do was press the damn license plate and hold the car for five seconds. He had the Kenner 83 voice car. I did not. Well, bastard would not share. <laughs> so that's my history with this stupid car. And I do not have the excess cash to go on eBay to spend these enormous prices. And I get it. The reason why they're enormous prices, like you've already said, depends on condition, depends on this, depends on that. If it's a mitten-sealed box one, you're going to be spending over $400, and I just can't justify that at all. But when you told me that you got, like, because what you told me initially was, and it was just a brief message, oh, my God, I found the Kenner Knight Rider voice car. I got it for $4. And I'm sitting here thinking, holy crap, he probably got it loose. Obviously, he got it with Michael Knight because he's a Michael Knight Baywatch whore. And I didn't know if the until I actually until we until you and I talked about it, I didn't know whether the voice box worked or not. And because it doesn't, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why it was. That's why it was four dollars. I don't think the broken voice box would drop its value that much because even the doors by themselves, you can sell the doors for 30, 40 bucks a pop. True. So the fact that it had both doors and the, the, the frame, it, the, the whole car needs body work. I'm going to take a hairdryer to it. I have some polish. I'm, I'm going right. to try to rebuild it so it works a little bit better. But for the most part, it's, I have a shelf. It's, it's going to be going on and, proudly displayed with so I got one of those Jack Daniel bottles that are the airplane size bottles so it's a tiny oh my god yeah so, so that's gonna go with him in the passenger seat oh my god don't drink and drive kids please don't drink and drive I'm not making fun of alcoholism I, or, or related issues but I hope to god that yeah that's yeah don't do that folks don't drink and drive but so how did I lose that again? Okay. So you're sitting here talking about all this Knight Rider car stuff and everything else. And I have, I've actually sent you these, but I have pulled up my Funko Pop Knight Rider pictures and I am looking for my Hot Wheels Super Pursuit Mode kit that I have not opened yet. And I don't know where the hell it went. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Knight Rider toys, Knight Rider 2000, the kit, the Knight 2000 voice car. I'm trying to remember if it actually was William Daniels's voice. I think it was, but I don't remember. I haven't heard it in years. Well, like I said, I, there is that one YouTuber that I hate that yep. does have a video of how to repair it. And I'm wondering how much mental strength am I going to need to listen to his dullard voice uh-huh. to learn how to repair it, and would I rather it just stay broken than ever having to listen to him? I'm not sure yet. But all I know is I got one for four bucks. I think that is the cheapest, most valuable figure I've ever bought. 
the only other couple figures that have been as amazing finds as that. Not something from eBay. I, you know, I don't count those. The original uh, Green Dragon Zord from Bandai when that came out. Yeah. Uh, finding that at Kmart with my mom, the only one that I ever saw in the stores. That one is up on that list. I still have most of it. I think I'm missing like a part from it. Uh, I think it's just the holster for the Green Ranger, but I don't really care about that because he didn't really use the Power Rangers blaster in the show. But otherwise, right. it's complete and original. And I'm trying to remember what I could describe as the third one. Um, probably, I would say... The, do you remember the Toy Biz Marvel Legends X-Men Classics Avalanche figure by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. I found that when I was in Springfield years ago, maybe still in college. And it was the Toys R Us that Duvall worked at. Oh, wow. That one is incredibly rare. Still holds a lot of value. Still a fantastic figure. Really, really a high-quality figure. Still holds up compared to a lot of others. And that would probably be the other amazing find. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, um, DC Superheroes. You remember that original line before Classics came out? Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a figure of the character Steel. Yep. So there were two versions. One had just kind of your matte metallic paint, not shiny. There's another one that had sort of a vac metalized emblem on his chest. Right. Never saw the figure ever in the stores. The only one I ever saw, and this is the rare variant version of it, that's that's the one I still have on my shelf. So it's stuff like that, but none of those were $4, and none of those were almost 30-year-old toys. 40-year-old toys. 40-year-old toys. Yes, 40 year, yeah, four. I mean, technically it's 39 because the toy didn't come out until 83, but the franchise is 40 years old this year. But if you think about the manufacturing turnaround timeline, though, Oh, yeah. It was no, probably absolutely. made in 82. Let's be No, real. no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. But again, you have to, you know, you also have to think of when it was actually released and obviously and all that. I just want to say it's 40 years old because it just sounds better. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And it, it is absolute. That car was gangbusters. Everybody, like, just like everything else in the 80s that was toys. Everybody wanted that thing. I always wanted that thing. And for me now, like, the reason why I want the Night 2000 voice car, I don't even care if Michael, if the Michael figure comes with it. I really don't. I just want the voice part. That's what I want. I just want to hear the damn car talk. Just like, you know, 1986 me sitting in the car and the lady having a huge problem with me trying to, you know, get me to look at the, at the photographer to take the picture. And I'm just like, kid is about like William Daniels. Are you supposed to be in the trunk? So kid can talk to me, you know? So Knight Rider is a franchise that has many, many, many cool things throughout the years. I, like I said, my buddy Dion and I just released Beyond the Night episode 51. In that episode, I mentioned the Knight Rider board game. And he's like, there was a board game? And he's a huge Knight Rider fan, just like I am. But he did not know that there was a board game. So I was just curious. Well, 
I was just curious. Curiosity killed the killed the kit, folks, because I went on eBay and I looked up the Knight Rider board game. I think I got it for under twenty five dollars shipped, complete, and it and, will be here. I don't know when. And I will probably watch because I believe it's on Netflix. I'm probably going to start watching a couple of episodes here and there, and. I'm going to give it a shot, if not for anything else than just pure morbid curiosity. Okay. I don't want, I guess it is on Netflix. I do not want you to watch it until I give you a full episode list of the episodes you should watch. Okay. Because I don't want, I don't want you to watch an episode and then you're like, I hate this episode. I'm never watching this show again. So I will say I've started. Using my home exercise bike when I when I don't have time to get out, mm-hmm. and I've been watching stuff while while biking, so I will give it a shot. Yeah, no, absolutely. But just let me make you a list first because I want you to uh, I want you to see the good parts of Night Rider. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't I don't think I have the time to commit to watching the whole season. I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, like like I said, I'm gonna pick through the 92 episodes of the series. And all four seasons, and I'm just going to make you a list, and you can watch that list. In so, like, okay, so in season one, we have Night of the Phoenix, which is the opening two-hour movie thing that they did. Deadly Maneuvers, Good Day at White Rock, Slam and Sammy Stunt Show, Spectacular. You know, they have all these episodes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut all this down, and I'm going to go in order, and I'm just going to make you a list out of the 90 episodes. I think there may be 40 of them that you should watch. I think, but I have to. If I have time to watch 40. Well, okay, but I'm saying, like, not all at once. Like, you know, you can do this over time. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to watch 40 episodes in a week. You can, you know, watch one or two, report back, blah, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But how? Is it just because he went through that stuff with the alcohol and the floor? And is it just because of that that you have your obsession with the off? No, actually, the first time Draper mentioned that to me, I had to go and refresh myself on it. I had totally forgotten about okay. it. Okay. I, I was not aware of it, and I played along sort of like when somebody says something to me that I don't know, but I don't want them to know I don't know. So I pretended like I knew. Yeah, yeah, I, I do that a lot. And I, I just went along with it, and then looked it up later, and I, I, I empathize for the guy. That's that's a really rough position to be in that far, and then have that released by someone that you trust, and then you know, hopefully, I, I believe he got himself cleaned up after that, or that was a bad moment, and he adjusted. Yeah, he did. And yeah. he's had a little bit of a career renaissance, showing up in a couple of very random and ironic things. So I, it, it's more. The re- I, I created this character, the Hoff, mm-hmm. of this mischievous, drunken, random traveler who I have pictures going around Disney World doing dumb things. Okay. I have a I have a picture of the Hoff and the sewer spitting Michelangelo, the one in the the Hawaiian outfit. Yeah. At Disney World, next to the statue of Walt and Mickey, pose just like them. And it's as ridiculous and obnoxious as you can possibly imagine. And I love it. Awesome. 
Well, Knight Rider's 40th anniversary is this year, and Dion and I are probably not going to go through every episode again like we did originally of all the series, but we are going to have other episodes over on Beyond the Night. I will talk more in depth maybe on another one later this year about the Funko Pop ride, uh, since this was mainly your episode for your history of Knight Rider. And if I can find it, the Hot Wheels Super Pursuit Mode car, because I don't know where the Like, I just had that. I don't know where it went. Oh. So that's going to do it, I think, unless you have anything else. Honestly, no. I, I, I think with my schedule over the next couple of weeks, we might not see the Hoff come out for a while, but I'm, I'm always looking for avenues and opportunities to utilize the Hoff for some pictures. I, I do want to do some more stuff with him, maybe create an Instagram or something now that I have the car, but there is something that Doss and I filmed when he was here that might eventually come out just a funny little side project, probably no longer than a three minute video, five minute video, but I won't say much about it in hoping that it does come out. I just, I need to make a video of it and have Doss do some voiceover and we just move on with our lives. Okay. I want that to come out. I, I, I realize that I am well aware Never seeing an episode, but having this weird fandom is bizarre, to say the least. Well, it's one of those... Yeah, go ahead. But I think that's, for me, that's one of the endearing things of how can I like something so much, or someone so much, or a character so much, and not having experienced it. But I, we could talk to Scott Knightlick about this, about how people will grab any sort of token object, especially a toy impress upon it a character, an identity, a persona, and have fun with it regardless of the source material. And I, I think that's what I kind of continued to do. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you know, you were in elementary school, you were in fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever, in the 90s, and by that time the show was already off the air and whatever else. I mean, I think they were still running reruns in the 90s, but again, I think that... If you and I make time, and I'm not saying, like, we're going to, like I said, I'm going to make that list. But if you and I make time to have you watch an episode a week, and we, you know, take your first Michael and you tell a story, and then you tell your thoughts on that, ep you know, we can figure this out off air and all this and all that and everything else. But Knight Rider, 40th anniversary, love the series. You got to get into it. At least try, like I said, at least try the you know the first couple. And the funny thing is, is what you're doing with you know being attached to the character and doing all your own adventure. Like that's the same thing I think somebody did with one of the gem dolls. Like this person got attached to the original doll of Gem, but they had never seen the series, and they went and watched the series and they loved it. Yeah, so, I actually heard a phenomenal story. I think it was an article or maybe something I saw on a forum of a kid who was never allowed to see Star Wars, but had a pretty decent collection of Star Wars toys. So they had no background, no schema, no frame of reference for any of the characters or what they did. Nothing. Yeah. Can you imagine a kid with a good imagination? What would they do with figures like that? And 
I did that myself. I actually did not know that the Leia in her bounty hunter disguise, I think Bush or Bausch, whatever the name is. Do you remember that from Return of yep. the Jedi? Yep, yep, yep. Bosch, yep. I had that figure when I was young. One, I did not know it was Princess Leia. I thought it was a, a male. Mm-hmm. Two, I just thought it was a cool figure. And then, yep. uh, three, I also had a Boba Fett. This is before the re-release of Star Wars on VHS in the mid-90s and coming back to theatrical cut, and this is before Kenner re-released their stuff. So I had no idea who Boba Fett was, but he had a rocket pack and he had armor, so he was super cool. So those were all characters that I just put my own character on, and I, I've always kind of done that. So Yeah, and that's fine. That's the, That's your... <laughs> that is Josh the Floorburger's play pattern, and that's yeah. okay. Like, that's, you know, just the same thing. Like, when I asked the question in, in the Origins about did you and your friends ever pretend to be the characters of the toys or, you know, that you know that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So Well, I never necessarily pretended right. yet, but... No, but I'm saying it's the same. It's the same kind. It's not the exact same play principle, but it's that play pattern of instead of a new character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did that with GI Joes all the time because a lot of the times (laughs) I was playing with GI Joes way after the. uh, I never watched the cartoon. Never saw the cartoon, but I had tons of the figures. So what do you do with the one neon figure? This is (laughs) Neon Man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I good episode, fun fun chat. I, I hope to... I have to find that fourth Hoff figure wherever he wound up. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> you'll, you'll get message from me at 2 in the morning. Let's, I let's, hope the cats, let's hope the cats didn't get him. <laughs> oh, our new kitten is not, like, my whole Masters of the Universe Classics shelf is knocked over because it's close to the floor. Oh, no. Poor Tila is just knocking over Zodak. Stop it, Tila. Or is he knocking or is he knocking her up? That that's the better question. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Well that escalated quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes it did. Coming up next time here on Toycast, I have got a Origins episode with Eric Braley. He is one of the uh, originating team members of Toy Robot Magazine. Oh, I remember that remember it it's like brand new uh but anyway they've got like i don't know nine nine or ten issues right now i mean they, they they've been around for a little while but anyway toy robot magazine it's all about toy robots they're going through a bunch of transformer stuff right now currently they're about to release issue nine of volume two and issue nine of volume two includes their interview Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. Ooh. Ah! It's like six voices on the original cartoon series. Uh, uh, that's like, yeah, you know, 
six or seven for Peter and like a thousand for Frank between Rumble, Megatron, Soundwave. He probably did the squawks for Laserbeak, uh, you know, so yeah. But yeah, Eric Braley, Toycast Origins, coming up next time here on the show. And then after that, I think, is another Origins with my buddy, my new friend, uh, Dan, from Rock Nerd Radio. You have other friends besides me? Yes, I do. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) All right, folks, keep playing with your toys, and we'll catch you next time here on Toycast. Bye. You ready? Better rip. That system is not clear for use. No time to explain, pal. I gotta get out of here before you kill more of us. I've been instructed to warn you. You're making an unauthorized exit. I'll be back for you. I promise.